Jones Knocking heads and talking trash It's slinging mud and dirt and grass With one man you've got a song The boys are fall. Good day to you, fantasy football fans. It is your commissioner and your host, Adam Plumstead, owner of the Golden Tate Warriors, and welcome to another episode of the No Snowflakes Allowed Fantasy Football Podcast. I am joined today with a very, very special guest. He kicked us off last year in season one of No Snowflakes Allowed, and he is here to bring back his hot take power rankings, and he is our villain of the league. He was our V-word of the league last year. Everyone just hates what he has to say. He doesn't give a crap. It is the one, the only, the <clears throat> last year snowflake of the year, owner of Villainous Victory, Zach Twilliger. Zach, how are you today? I'm doing a lot better than TJ's fantasy football team, Adam. I appreciate you having me on the show. Hey, I like winners on my show, not losers. We've had uh, we've had uh, Levi on. He's two and one. We have Joe on. He's three and zero. Oh. And we have Zach, who is now two and one as well. So Zach, way better start to this year in fantasy than last year. He, I'll tell you what, not having your first round draft pick out for the year that definitely has something to do with it. Yeah, absolutely. It's nice. Uh, David Johnson is no longer on my football team. Antonio Brown's producing the. Uh, fantasy points for me unlike david johnson did last year so that's kind of nice gotta love it all right as always we start off with our week three recap first we'll go to the matchup between dom and i i won 109.1 to 108 i had a bad game from Kirk cousins but uh michael thomas balled out zeke balled out kyle rudolph uh, balled out and surprise uh, surprise breakout performance for Robert Woods. I didn't play uh, Leonard Fournette and uh, Dom. He had okay performances from his quarterback and again solid across the board. But you know he uh, came up against another hot team. You have anything to add, Zach? Yeah, I mean if there's one thing I'm going to add is it's a pretty soft move taking James Conner out for that Monday night action. You should have gone for that money Manziel. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But you know, uh, W is getting get you into the playoffs, not uh, Money Manziel's. Get a shot that big prize. All right, our next game is between the now zero and three Krispy Kreme and the three and zero Far Forever. Joe had a one thirty four point two to ninety seven point one victory over Ben. Ben continues to struggle without his first round draft pick, Le'Veon Bell. Skill position players not looking good, but he did have a great performance from Mike Evans. Joe had uh, an absolute explosive performance from Drew Brees, rushing for two touchdowns and throwing for three others. Newly acquired Christian McCaffrey dropped 20, OBJ had 15, and Alex Collins had 15 as well with the kicker dropping 15 points as well. What do you have to say about Joe and Ben here? Yeah, I mean... Ben's got it kind of tough not having Bell playing, and, you know, I'll, I'll have some more commentary on that towards the end of the podcast. Um, okay. it, it, it seems like Joe has somebody go off for 40 points every week. I'm not sure uh, I'm not sure that's totally sustainable. I don't think that's going to happen the rest of the season. But, uh, I mean, gosh, whether it's Kamara or Drew Brees or, you know, somebody, everybody's going off for 40 points on Joe's team. 
And it seems like he's always shuffling players around with trades, not trying to be stagnant. As Levi says, we don't rebuild, we reload. All right, our third game is between Ryan and Jake. Saquon's lucky legs pulled out a 132.3 to 97.9 victory over Jake. Well, Ryan had a 40-point performance from his quarterback, Matt Ryan. Saquon added 20 as well. And just looks like his skill uh, position players all scored in the mid-double digits. While uh, Jake had finally had a good game from Deshaun Watson with 25 points. Newly acquired Alvin Kamara had 26. But Jake, once again, fails to break 100 points. Zach, what do you have to say about my little brother and your former hockey teammate? Yeah, so uh, Ryan's got a nice team. He's got some young guns. Saquon and Juju are out there balling out this year. They're having great seasons. Um, Latavius Murray's kind of benefiting. Oh, he didn't have a great week. He's benefiting from that Dalvin Cook injury. Um, you know, he, I, I think Ryan could do a better job of streaming defenses and kickers. He hasn't produced a whole lot of points out of those positions so far this year. But all in all, I mean, I just think he has a better team than uh, than uh, Peacock has right now. Peacock's kind of uh, struggling right now this year. Hopefully A.J. Green gets healthy and produces those touchdowns. Yeah, uh, I had Amari Cooper on my team last year, and he really, really underperformed. So, Jake, I know what you're feeling. All right, our third game, fourth game, excuse me, Levi Hubbard moves to 2-1-1 with a 111.1 to, like, 68.5 point victory over Kyle. It looks like uh, Levi had some pretty steady performances from Todd Gurley once again, Marvin Jones once again, and... Uh, his defense, uh, the Rams, had 14.5 points as well. Uh, Kyle, uh, you know, just nothing really pretty to say here. I mean, David Johnson got 14, and Kenny G got 14 as well. But, you know, just sitting on his bench is Patrick Mahomes with 25 points. But uh, you have anything to add about these two? Yeah, I mean, Kyle's team is better than it's performed so far, in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think he's going to leave Mahomes on the bench again for the rest of the year, especially with uh, Tyreek Hill. Who, I mean, he didn't have a breakout performance this last week, but you know he's still relevant. Um, right. I've got a feeling he's going to slot Mahomes for the rest of the year and try to move Tom, get some value out of Tom. And uh, yeah, I think going forward, he still has a decent chance this year, but bad week for a uh, bad week for the Wood. Bad, bad week for the Wood. All right, and our final game of the week that we're recapping here. Uh, you, Zach, you pulled out a nice 121.4 uh, point to 96.7 uh, point victory over TJ. TJ once again fails to score 100 points. You had another great game from Cam Newton getting his in the red zone as he always does. Uh, Jordan Howard had 15 as well. AB got 14. And uh, Adrian Peterson having a great season for you, adding uh, 24. And looks like both of your defense and uh, your kicker scored uh, double digits as well. TJ had a white boy performance from uh, Cooper Cup. Got a touchdown there. Fitzmagic got 25. Melvin Gordon got 15. And his Chicago Bears defense got 15 as well, but he faced a far superior opponent. And you, tell us uh, tell us about your team this past week. Yeah, I mean, fantasy football is really easy when you play shitty opponents. <laughs> yep, it is. <laughs> Simple as that. All right, our next segment, we start off with our Money Manziel, and it goes to the two-time 
recipient, Joe Nugent. We talked about it earlier. Drew Brees had five total touchdowns. Christian McCaffrey had 20. OBJ had 15. And Alex Collins had 15 as well. Joe, his team's been pretty, pretty good this whole entire year. I don't know why he's always making these trades every single week, but, you know, I whatever works for him. Do you have anything to add about uh, Joe's team or think that's not, no surprises? Yeah, I mean, like I said, Joe just seems to have somebody go off for 40 points every week. Um, I, can't, I can't quite explain it. The dude has the magic touch when it comes to 40-point performances. Um, but I'll, I'll add more to add, more commentary on the teams when we get to the uh, hot take power rankings. Gotcha. And, you know, next segment, our next uh, award go is the Fake News Award. Lowest score past week was no other than Kyle Wood. Disappointing 68.5 points from him this past week. Single digit. Uh, out, output from his quarterback Tom Brady, Tyreek Hill, Evan Ingram, Kenyon Drake, and his defense and special and kicker as well. Kyle, this is your uh, first fake news of the year. So without further ado, you are fake news. Zach, I mean, you, like you said, I think Kyle's better than this, but you know, I, I really think. you have anything to add about this? Yeah, I mean, he had a bad week. He sat Mahomes. That's kind of tough. Uh, but, you know, I, I think he has players that get enough production. I, I think he's going to turn this season around a little bit. I, I think he's better than his team that's performed so far. Uh, mm-hmm. lo- lo- losing the tight end hurts. Having Ingram got hurt. So he, he's going to have to find a way to squat a, a reasonable tight end moving forward this season. Other than that, um, hang in there, Kyle. I, I, I think it's going to be all right. Yeah. All right. And our final award is the Snowflake of the Week. Zach, who do we give it to this week? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to go with Kyle. 68.5 points is a pretty miserable performance. Um, that's that's about as low as I can remember that's been produced out of our league. Um, not playing Mahomes is really tough. You know, I, I get it. You had Brady against the Lions, and I probably would have done the same thing, so I can't be too critical. But, man, you score 68.5 points, that's that's sad. Come on now. Come on, man. Uh, I couldn't agree with you more. I would have given it to Kyle myself, you know, especially one week after Mahomes slings six touchdowns and he's going up against another pretty bad defense in the 49ers. You got to go with a hot hand, Kyle. Just make this at least a little bit closer and at least shift the fake news award to someone else like TJ's team. All right, that – is our awards for the week next we have zach's segment the hot take power ranking zach take it away yeah yeah so uh every year i come out with some hot take power rankings this is based upon what i think the uh the playoff seating is going to be at the end of the year it's not based upon what points for who will have the most points for who's going to win it all it's strictly what the playoff seating will be going into those final um games the battle for the ultimate prize so um, for the most part, my list this year stays pretty um, informed with the points for by each team, but there there are um, some swaps in different positions according to those rankings. So I'll go ahead and start with my first team. And Adam's going to like the sound of this, but I think the Golden Tate Warriors, Adam Plumstead squad, is currently the strongest team in our league. Um, 370 points for. Sure, that's uh, 4.4 points shy of Far Forever Joe Nugent's team. Um, but when I take a look at Adam's squad, 
Um, I see players in just in every position that are um, top ten so far through week three of the season. Um, the uh, people who would not be top ten players in their position would be Golden Tate and Leonard Fournette. And those two players, um, Golden Tate has gotten off to kind of a slow start as the Lions didn't perform very well in their first two games. But after that win in New England, I think they're I think they're going to be all right this year. He's going to see um, some more uh, some more production this year. And then Leonard Fournette has been he's had that nagging hamstring injury, which has kind of sidelined him a little bit. So um, all in all, I think throughout your your team you have the strongest lineup. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm going to go ahead and go with Adam for my uh, my number one team so far. And then number two, I got Far Forever Joe Nugent at 374.4 points um, four. He, he scored the most points of anybody in our fantasy league so far. Um, I've got him at number two. He's been dealing a lot lately. He's been making a lot of deals. Um, some of them... I'm not so sure about. Uh, I, I think OBJ is going to have a bit of a fall from grace this year. I think the Giants are a really, really bad football team. Um, and I think OBJ is going to struggle to produce what he's produced in the past because of that. Um, I see giving away Alvin Kamara, yeah, like Ingram is coming back, but he's still put up a, a big 26.5 point performance this last week. Uh, you know, I I just don't think Joe is going to have these big 40-point burst-out performances that he's had every week so far this season. And I think, you know, he still has a very, very strong team, but that's why I give your team a slight edge moving forward. Mm-hmm. Also, the the emergence of uh, Calvin Ridley, uh, as well as Sanu got a, a nice share of uh, red zone targets. Uh, I, I think Julio Jones' upside has gone down a little bit as well. But, I mean, it sounds like I'm being very critical of Joe's team right now. I mean, he's, I still have him as the number two team in the league right now. He has the most points for. Uh, all in all, a very strong team. Mm-hmm. So then uh, the next one was kind of tough, but I'm actually I'm going to go with Levi's team. Just one tight end, Levi Hubbard. Uh, he is third in the points for ranking so far, and I have him as third um, this year as well in, our, in my hot take rankings. Mm-hmm. So I take a look at his squad and I see Todd Gurley as an RB1, like in my opinion, the strongest running back in, in the NFL right now. Uh, Carson Wentz is, is back in action and he loves passing the ball to Zach Ertz. Jay Ajahi's going to get a lot of, uh, a lot of red zone touches as well. Um, Cause he's I, elite, right? He, he's elite. <laughs> he's elite. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I've I've got Levi slotted as number three right now. He also boasts a two and one record, so he's got he's got that going for him as well. And so the next one, pretty straightforward. Saquon's icy legs, Ryan Plumstead. Next in the points four category as well. Also a two and one football team. Uh, Ryan's team, like I said, benefits from a lot of young guys. Juju Smith Schuster's really a uh, Kind of coming to his own this year as a sixth-ranked receiver so far. Travis Kelsey is um, a, a favorite target of Mahomes. I mean, him and Tyreek Hill, I think, are going to have just stellar years as Mahomes continues to do what he's proven he can do through three weeks of the season. Saquon is one of the most explosive running backs in the league. Um, so everything, everything about 
Uh, Ryan's team is looking good, in my opinion. I've got him slotted as the number four team in my hot take ranking. Hot take rankings. Uh, mm-hmm. Then, then uh, I actually I've got myself at number five, and, and this is a departure from the points four, right? So Dom has three hundred and thirty nine points four so far, and I only have three twenty seven. He's, he's got a slight edge on me in the in the points four category, but. He's also gotten really kind of dumped down throughout the season. Uh, I, I've had the second most points against, and he's had by far the most points against. And yeah. It, and it, it's produced an 0-3 record for him. And so I'm, I'm not saying, like, my team is going to produce more points than Dom's for the remainder of the season up until the playoffs. Uh, I was just able to get more wins than Dom so far, and I think that will cause me to be ahead of him in the playoff seating moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and also uh, Baker coming back uh, as the starter or being the starter, uh, that's going to really contribute to Jarvis Landry's upside. Uh, he, he seems to be a favorite target of Baker. They seem to have some type of swag going between the two of them. So I'm really looking forward to see what he can do for the remainder of the season. I've also got uh, Ingram coming off the bench here after this week um, to also contribute to the, uh, the flex spot for me. So, I, I give myself a slight edge over Dom, and so I guess I'm, I'm halfway through my rankings, Adam. I've got I've got you, Joe, Levi, Ryan, myself in that order. Do, do you want to go ahead and uh, comment on any of that? Anything you uh, anything you'd like to add? No. no uh, when I w- I knew you were going to probably do this for your ranking, so uh, I I made one myself, and I had the same exact five. Uh, I had a hard time picking you over dom but because my thing with dom is that i still think he'll make the playoffs because he just went through a gauntlet schedule these first three weeks i mean he played the two undefeated teams joe and i and he played levi's team two of those three were money manzel winners and dom put up 100 points in both of them and but uh, I mean, you ran into me last week, and that I mean, you still put up a hundred points, but uh, right around there. But I went off for one forty. So I think with I think uh, I I don't want to say Joe and I are locks, but both of our teams are just deep and loaded. So I agree with us being the top two spots. Um, and Ryan Ryan and Levi both have way better teams than they did last year. So. I have I have nothing to add. I think that it's fair. I think everyone's in the right spot. Uh, I know Jake's two and one, but uh, his team is very very bad. So we we can talk about his team uh, when you talk about your bottom five rankings. So go on ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so then I, I get to the sixth spot, and it's Dom. I've actually got Dom, who's zero and three, as my number six team. I mean, he's got 339 points for that really puts him at number five in terms of points for, even though he has an 0-3 record. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I take a look at his squad, and uh, I see, you know, a lot of top 20 players. Everyone that, he, everyone that he has slotted right now for week four is a top 20 power ranked at their position. Um, I see depth. He, he doesn't keep guys like quarterbacks, special teams on his bench. He's got running backs and tight ends and wide receivers that get production. Um, so that's going to really help him um, in terms of, like, having carries and targets and things in bi-week type weeks. 
off the bench that other players in our league may not have because they keep quarterbacks and stuff around. Um, I think his team is going to continue to produce 100-plus point fantasy weekends. And so I, I, I've got Dom with the with the schedule that he has remaining and the points he's going to produce. I think he's going to slide into the playoffs as the number six-ranked team. Mm-hmm. And then it gets a little bit uh, controversial, but next I have Kyle Wood up. I know he was the, uh, the snowflake this week, as we like to call it, or fake news. Um you know, he didn't start Mahomes. He only scored 68.5 points. But he still has more points for than Peacock and Ben after a terrible fantasy performance in Week 3. And uh, I, I take a look at Jake's squad, and I see uh, Mahomes and Hill and uh, Kelsey all on the same squad. And I think about, like, that Kansas City team and how, how many games they're going to win this year and how what that offense can do. I think he's going to have some really, really big point totals this this year. I think his mm-hmm. team is one of the few teams that can knock off uh, Joe, yourself, or Dom when you have big weeks. And mm-hmm. so i i can see uh, I can see Kyle um, also sliding into the playoffs just because of the those dynamic players that he has. Um, and so I've got him as number seven. Mm-hmm. And so. Uh, another departure for points four. Uh, so, so there's only three remaining. It's Peacock, Beans, and TJ. Um, and so, points four would say it's Ben, Peacock, TJ in that order in terms of rankings. But I- I'm gonna I'm gonna make a switch and I'm gonna actually put Peacock's team ahead of Beans's team. Um, mm-hmm. Beans, it's it, it's nothing personal, bro. But um. Le'Veon Bell, I think he's very serious about this holdout. Um, I think he is not going to play for the Steelers this year. I think he's going to, you know, elect to not play and try to sign a big deal after this year or get traded. I think. Can I, part, can I can I stop you right there? So uh, the Steelers have until like week six or seven to trade him, and he has to report by November to be eligible for a year of service. So uh, he has to be on the active, he has to be on the team and he has to sign that franchise tender by the beginning of November in order to, uh, to become a free agent. So, so explain that to me. Cause like if he signs the tender, right? Like mm-hmm. he doesn't have to play in the game, right? He can still. No. Well, I mean, he'd get just fined up the wazoo. Like, he, I mean, he's not getting fined right now because he's technically not on anybody's team, but the Steelers have the exclusive rights to him. So once he, once he signs this franchise tender, he will not only miss game checks, he will also get fined by the team. So it would be in Bell's best interest to, like, show up, sign the franchise tender and show up and get at least like half of his half of his uh, game checks, uh, and and not get fined. But that's it in a nutshell. See, yeah, but I I think he's more concerned about his health and uh, and signing a big deal after this year. Um, do do you really think the Steelers would play him? So like he shows up to practice, right, and like. He he's like not taking it seriously. Like he he wants a deal. They won't give it to him. Do you think they're going to start a player like that? 
No, I really don't. And uh, I mean, I'm sure they'll play him, but uh, I mean, how if you're the Steelers, how bad do you want a person there that doesn't want to be there? How bad do you want someone who is literally just looking out for himself? I don't blame Le'Veon Bell for this, but how like I, I, it, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's up away from the fantasy aspect. Like, it's right. a business, right? Like, it is Steelers, business. The Steelers want to get the best players for the least amount of money to play for their team, and the players want the most amount of money to put their bodies on the line, and, like, they're each trying to get theirs. And But, like, in my opinion, Bell is, like, he's young enough, and he knows he's good enough that he can basically just drag this on for the rest of the season and go sign something next year and stay healthy. And I think... Because he's gone this far with it, that's what he's going to do, whether it's, like, game checks, fine, like, whatever. I, I, I don't think he's going to accept a franchise tag at this point. Um, well, he won't be able to go anywhere else. He would have to sign that – he would be – until he signs that franchise tender, he he won't get the – he won't be able to get that year of service so that he can go somewhere else. And you – and, like – uh, I don't know what you want to call it. Rend- render the franchise tag and and have that have that thing be done. So then he can go somewhere else. So he has to sign that franchise tag to go somewhere else. He, he has, has to, to do, do it. it. Yeah, that's well. well that's even what it comes even, to. even if he signs it, like I, I don't think he's going to be uh, like proactive enough in practice. And like I think the team is going to be like bitter about the way he's handled it, even though like he's just making a business decision. I I don't think even. So he eventually has to sign this tender. I don't think he's going to be like a fantasy starting running back with the Steelers this year unless he gets the deal done. Is basically like my take. Mm-hmm. And as the season goes on, it's less likely to trade. I suspect that he's he's not going to be a big fantasy performer this year. And so like it kind of sucks, beans. But like I think your I think your one one pick is uh is is not going to really pan out, which is kind of tough. But, All right, back on back on track to Ben's team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that was a good talk. I, yeah. I didn't know that I I didn't know that he has to sign the tag. That that changes things a little bit. But mm-hmm. I still think that like no matter what, he's just not going to like play a bunch of football for the money that they're paying him with the tag. And that's why I think his fantasy upside is pretty limited. But anyway, uh, so so I've got Peacock ahead of Beans. Beans at nine out of out of ten in my hot take rankings. And then last and very least is TJ with the lowest points for um, big cups, TJ Darling. TJ's team is really, really bad. Um, he, he doesn't really have a viable uh, tight end right now, at least starting. Like Jesse James is like, like maybe a tight end two for the Steelers. Like McDonald was getting all the snaps and single tight end formations last, last night against the Bucks. Um, I think Fitzmagic, like sure, like he's balling out, but it's just not sustainable. He can't, he can't keep Fitzmagic alive forever. I, th- I think he's gonna have a regression of the mean. Um, I just don't see a whole lot of depth on his team, and I think TJ's gonna have a pretty tough year of fantasy football ahead of him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's my hot take power rankings. Uh, one, mm-hmm. Golden Tate. Two, Far Forever. Three, just one tight end. Four, Saquon's icy legs. Five, Villainous. Six, Dom. Seven, Wood. Eight, Peacock. Nine, Beans. Ten, and least, TJ Darling. 
So I, I have a couple disagreements. Uh, not, I mean, not. It's a fair, fair ranking, but I, I actually, I know I, I've been giving TJ so much crap every week, and I'm sure you've been uh, helping, helping out for me in Chicago. But with TJ, uh, I don't think Dalvin Cook has played very much this year. He's got Pennsylvania back. You know, he, he, he reached for him. He, he reached for him in the draft. Because obviously he wasn't going to be there when TJ when it came back around next round for a guy that wasn't going to play the first two or three weeks. God, what an idiot! But I still think Keenan Allen. He hasn't done great this year, but I think Keenan Allen will bounce back. I would at least bump up TJ to nine and put Jake at ten. Nothing on. I mean, I, I, I hate like giving Jake crap because he always shows me love when he comes on. But I mean, I. I don't believe in Amari Cooper. I don't believe in George Kittle now that uh, Jimmy G is dead. Everyone on the Chicago Bears team, other than Jordan Howard, I'm not a fan of on the offensive side. And uh, Chris Carson, he's going to have a hard time getting a lot of touches because Seattle's going to be playing from behind. So I have a hard time thinking Jake's going to do well every single game. But, I mean, he does have Camaro, who is the most electric uh, running back in the league, in my opinion. But I would uh, I would put Dom 6, Kyle 7, Ben 8, TJ 9, Jake 10. So that, that I would shuffle up those last three. But overall, Zach, thank you very much for your hot take power rankings. All right. So we are moving on to our week four matchup. So, Zach, we'll do our games last. So we'll start off with... Uh, and we got a Plumstead battle here. We got Saquon's Icy Legs, Ryan going up Crispy Kareem, Ben. It looks like uh, Ryan's a 12-point favorite in this game. Zach, what, what are you thinking about this game? Yeah, I mean, no no secrets here. I think, uh, I think Ryan's going to get the W. Matt Ryan's playing the 26th uh, ranked. Opponent versus quarterback with Matt Ryan swatted. Like I said, I'm I'm a big fan of his young guys. I like Saquon. Um, I like Juju. So yeah, I I, I really think uh, Ryan is going to have a another good week, and he's going to beat a team that doesn't have its one one draft pick. That is Ben. Yeah, I'm looking at Ben's bench right now, and it just looks like a hospital room. Le'Veon Bell not there. Dog Baldwin hurt. Marquise Goodwin is pretty banged up. Jordan Reed's going to get hurt at any moment. And Julian Edelman's suspended as well. So those are a lot of Ben's weapons on the bench. And I just don't think starting like Quincy and Nunwa, Eric Ebron, yikes. Geronimo Allison and Corey Davis is really going to be enough to stop Ryan's team. Ryan has done a pretty good job moving some pieces around and being in a good spot, especially with losing Jarek McKinnon early in the year. So I'll pick Ryan as well. All right, next we have Joe's team far forever versus Levi's Levi Hubbard and just one tight end. Joe is a nine point underdog right now. So uh, Zach, what do you think about this game? Yeah, uh, so this is one of the ones I think the rankings aren't going to pan out in terms of this week. I, I've got Levi in this one. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, Julio's upside, in my opinion, is going to be eating away at this year with uh, the emergence of Calvin Ridley and Sanu on that offense. Those guys are getting a lot of red zone targets. Um, OBJ plays for a really bad football team. Um, 
And one thing that I think is kind of deceiving is, like, the Kansas City Chiefs are the worst team against running backs. But, I mean, they've played the um, the Chargers when Melvin Gordon, like, really went off. And uh, they played Pittsburgh that has, like, a great system. And they allowed some big, uh, big yardage out of San Francisco as well. I think that is going to change this week. I don't think Denver is going to be able to run the ball a lot. I think they're going to be down in this game against Kansas City. And Royce Freeman isn't going to produce a whole lot of fantasy value. Um, Larry Fitzgerald is just an, a, a mediocre flex, in my opinion. I, I I like that Wentz is back. That gives a lot of upside to Zach Ertz. Jay Jahi's going to get some uh, goal line carries in that game as well. Um, so, yeah, I all in all, like you know, I, I like to go with the projections, and I, I just like Levi's matchups a little bit more than Joe's this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it. Joe's like name names can be receiving. I mean, he's got Fitz, he's got Jimmy Graham, OBJ, Julio Jones, and Drew Brees. But with Royce Freeman, I mean, he's already losing touches to Philip Lindsay, and I think that Philip Lindsay is going to be the feature back there in a matter of games. And uh, I mean, when you got uh, Sammy Sleeves or Josh Rosen, a rookie, throwing you the ball, it's going to be tough to start anyone on the. Uh, Arizona Cardinals. I think Levi has uh, a very consistent team. I think that Diggs will have a big game with uh, the Rams' two corners out. I think Carlos Hyde's going to run wild on John Gruden. And Todd Gurley's just going to do Todd Gurley things. So I'll pick Levi as well. All right, next we have Battle of Two 0 3 teams. We got. Uh, TJ versus Dom, and right now TJ is a 14-point favorite, but that's with uh, Dom not starting a quarterback at the moment. So uh, who do you think is going to win this one? Yeah, so uh, no surprises here. Um, I'm going with Dom. So uh, long story short, I think Dom's team has underachieved in the in the win column. I think he's going to produce more fantasy points than TJ. Sorry, 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 fantasy team. So I'm going with Dom this week. Yeah, I'm not going to add anything much to that. I've been pretty critical of TJ's team all year, and I think Dom's going to win this as well. All right, we'll do my game, and then we'll wrap it up with you. All right, now we got uh, myself, the Golden Tate Warriors, versus pour one out for Mahomes. It looks like... Uh, Uh, Kyle did a good job, and and he's starting Patrick Mahomes. And right now I'm a 20-point favorite, but that's with uh, Evan Ingram as tight end uh, out. So uh, who do you think is going to win this? Yeah, so uh, I think think Zeke is going to torch the Lions' rush defense, especially burn us on the edges a little bit. Um, Michael Thomas has 38 receptions through three weeks. Yeah, you heard that correctly. He's caught the ball 38 times in three weeks. Um, yeah, I mean, Leonard Fournette, if he plays, is going to be a, a nice matchup with the Jets. So, you know, I, I, I'm rolling with Plumstead this week, the number one team on my rankings. Sorry, sorry, Wood, but it's, it looks like one and three. Yeah, I have a hard time uh, believing some of these projections. Like, I don't think Kenyon Drake's going to do that well. I mean, he hasn't played well all year. I think Giovanni Bernard's going to get bottled up against Atlanta's D, and I don't think David Johnson's going to score 16 points against uh, 
Seattle's defense. I will obviously pick myself as well. And we wrap things up with the game of the week. It is against two former youth hockey teammates. It is Team Tim Tebow versus Villainous Victory. Right now, Jake is a 17-point favorite, but that's with Zach's quarterback on the bench. Zach, you know, you got uh, Jimmy G dead and Cam Newton on a bye. And waivers come out tomorrow, so you don't have to reveal who you're picking up there. But uh, I'll just come right out and say that you have uh, pretty much an advantage across the board in every matchup. The only thing I'd be worried about is uh, Kamara going off, but why are you going to win this week? Yeah, so, uh, you know, I I think I'm going to win this week. It's going to be a really close battle, um, but, you know, I, I just don't buy into the Amari Cooper hype. Um, I, I'm not buying into the Allen Robinson hype or the Chris Carson hype. I, I know those guys are projected, you know, 32, 33 points between the three of them. I, I don't think they're going to produce – uh, that amount of points this week. I think the three of those players produced 18 fantasy points this week. Um, and I, I still got some waiver wire action, uh, up my sleeve. So, I mean, I think slight edge to my team once I get them all slotted in there, but I think this game has the potential to be the closest of all the games this week. Right. I agree. I, I think it will end up being pretty close. I think Deshaun Watson will do a pretty good job against the Colts and, you know, if AJ Green finds the end zone, it's always a uh, it's always trouble for the fantasy team he's going up against. All right, that is our week four uh, predictions for the week, and that about does it for our fantasy football show. For Zach Tewilliger, owner of Villainous Victory, I am your commissioner, Adam Plumstead, owner of the Golden Tate Warriors. Thanks for listening, guys, and uh, have a good week and good luck. DJ has a terrible fantasy football team. And Michael Vick is the greatest football talent to ever bless a field of grass. Peace out, folks.